I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. Plush Care accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. And we coming from our basement to your headphones. Barely even know who we are, but changing the unknown. In a wild time in the chart. Thank you for downloading the podcast, Dianos. Now, here are your hosts, Jordan Hall and Eric Wayne. Welcome to the first ever regular season edition of the podcast, Dianos. I'm Jordan Hall, and with me on the track, Eric Wayne. Eric, how was opening day? It was delightful, actually. I was prepared for the worst. I came with blankets and coats and hand hand warmers and everything else, and I only needed about half of it. It wasn't. It was pretty good. That's good. Yeah, I saw the the forecast, and I thought, oh man, you're going to have quite the time out there. It was quite the time, but for good reasons and not <laughs> bad reasons. Yeah. So I don't know if you guys have seen it from my Twitter, but I've been on vacation with my wife in North Carolina. Got to see Slacker. Got to see Cameron Indoor, which was a highlight of, of my life. Spent some time on the beach, and we hit a, a Myrtle Beach Pelicans game, which is the single-A affiliate of the um, Cubs. And that was – there's just something about minor league baseball that is – like it's different than the big leagues, but it's it's almost as fun kind of in its own – special way i like minor league baseball a lot you didn't get down to see the savannah bananas <laughs> i didn't savannah savannah's a little little far south oh for us. that's too bad we were kind of state we were like an hour from myrtle beach so it, it made sense got, yep. got, got myself a pelicans t-shirt that's pretty cool yeah. um minor league baseball teams have the best swag oh for sure the logos are quirky and happy. If you're going to buy swag, get minor league stuff. It's the best. They had this dog that delivered baseballs to, well, he tried to deliver baseballs to the umpire <laughs> like twice in the game, and people just lost it in the stands. Like, oh my gosh, there's a dog. Haven't seen one of those before. It's like uh, at halftime of a Spartans football game, they have this dog that catches frisbees. And you'd think you'd never seen human beings watch a dog catch frisbee before. <laughs> They're mesmerized by animals. Yeah, I mean, who are we to say we love the, the animals that run on the field at, at Comerica? Yeah, we just got done talking about how <laughs> joyous we are when something, some random wildlife comes on. Oh, uh, yes. We, we also hit a, a pirate-themed mini golf course. Um, and I've developed... Aren't, aren't they all? <laughs> I'd be surprised if you went to a mini golf course in the South that wasn't pirate-themed. Oh, oh, there was one that was dinosaurs on a boat-themed. <laughs> that was like the, the, the arc that Noah didn't captain. <laughs> no, it sank at sea. 
<laughs> yes. So I, I've developed a theory. Is there a business in this world that wouldn't benefit from being pirate themed? Um, I, I I think all all things could really benefit from pirating. Like a restaurant, a pirate themed restaurant, I'd go there. I got to tell you though, uh, have you ever watched the um, TV show Bar Rescue? I have not. I actually don't know that I've heard of that. This is a deep cut, but my favorite episode of Bar Rescue is when they um, intervene in a pirate-themed bar. And it's a complete train wreck. And it's the most hilarious episode. I'm not going to bore you because nobody's going to have watched this. Is it pirate theme, a pirate pun on top of pirate pun? Oh, it's, yeah, their main drink <laughs> is grog. It's awful. Anyway. But I, I, I'm willing to go with your yeah. assertion. An account, accounting sake. firm, pirate theme. <laughs> <laughs> right? With the Panama Papers, I'm sure, you know, you, they should have just gone piratey. Yeah, absolutely. Know? So that brings us to this week's leadoff question. Who from the world of baseball would make the best pirate? Well, I, I got to thinking about this a little bit. And what's the one of the first things you think about when you think pirate? I think about an eye patch. Eye patch, yep. yep. So I'm going to go with Kirby Puckett. <laughs> He's got the bum eye. He had the bum eye. Rest in peace, Kirby. But he had the bum eye. Sneeze eye patch. Kirby Puckett. <laughs> I agree. That's uh, that's much better than my answer. I just went for someone who I thought would look really good in an eye patch. I think Anibal would look really good in an eye patch. He's got kind of a piratey look about yeah. him. He, I could see him it's with like the sure. the Captain uh, Blackbeard beard uh, that came out super a black redundant. Beard? Yeah, yeah, sure. Yeah, let's let's make that happen, Anibal. Get of course, you're just you know diminishing anybody who actually played for the pirates. Yes, <laughs> that's I mean, true. That yeah, really Kutch has a has a bit of a pirate look to him too, especially before he got cut off his hair. Right, because he kind of had the yeah. uh, Captain Jack Sparrow, yeah, you know, little dreadlets or whatever they were. But you won the day with Kirby, so let's let's move on quickly. It's not going to get better than that. Um, if you want to get in touch with the show, you can at podcastianos.com or on the Twitter. I am at Jordan Hall twenty three. Eric is at Comerica Eric, and the show is at Podcastianos. Um, and we would love it if you would take the time to subscribe, rate, and review us on iTunes. And you can get the link to that from um, our Twitter feed or the website or anything else. I'm Blaine Hardy, and you're listening to the Podcastianos. All right, Eric, we have real live baseball to talk to. Um, let's start with Jordan Zimmerman. He, he started a couple days ago. If I were a good host, I would have had the, the exact day written down. But we don't really talk about him much in spring training. Um, he only made three starts, ERA in the upper fours. Um, but he certainly didn't do anything to compromise the faith of the fan base. You were there. What did you see? I saw... A perfectly boring performance. And I mean boring in the most loving and warm way. Like there was he he had two hits against him. Seven innings, two hit baseball. It was delightfully boring. Like unless you're really, you know, really paying attention and a lot of the drunk people were not. All of a sudden you just kind of look up and like, oh, they don't have any runs. This is delightful. Even Zimmerman's face looks like he just uh, awoke from a nap. <laughs> Maybe, maybe he did. Maybe, maybe that's the secret. Maybe that's where he grew the extra N. Yeah, the extra N stands for nap. <laughs> so I don't know. Maybe I'm just a baseball nerd. But I almost enjoy a dominating performance like that with what did he have? Um, three Ks? 
I think there's yeah. something something kind of uh, sweet and beautiful about dominating without you know racking up 15 strikeouts like Jose Fernandez did. You know what I mean? Like you you like the sensible girl at the dance, right? You know, <laughs> not too much cleavage. You know, this the, her her dress is a little longer. That's the kind of girl you're interested in, isn't it? I suppose I, I like I like the mo- the modest and uh, economic type. Sure. Okay. I, I prefer a more voluptuous pitcher, so to speak. You know, I want to. I want to see the excitement. There's no, there's nothing wrong with that. I don't know. Maybe I, I was <laughs> I was a bit more of the you know three K per nine pitcher. So maybe I've just grown to <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> grown to appreciate the other side. Um, so you were there. I was listening to it on the radio. Yep. Uh, Dan and Jim made a huge deal about the stat. Apparently, in now 179 career starts, he has never walked two consecutive batters. Wow. It's a it's an incredible stat, but it's like not many people. Like, you shouldn't be walking two straight batters. Like you should figure it out in between there. I don't know. Yeah, they, at, at that level, right? They, they went on and on, and as soon as uh, they got done finishing the stat, immediately he walked. I don't remember who remember who it was in the in the first inning, and they're like, "Oh, there he goes, making us look bad." But they went on and on. It's like it's such a uh, super specific stat. I'm like, Dan, right. you really should have steered the conversation away from this, buddy. Well, I mean, don't all pitchers have just like that certain instance where they have the little bit of Dontrell Willis in them and it just kind of comes off the rails. You know, it doesn't feel right or their motion isn't right. And they just they throw, you know, eight out of 10 pitches that are balls. I suppose that's it's pre- it's pretty impressive that he's avoided that altogether, especially considering he has pitched at a very high level and thrown a lot of innings over the last yeah. what, eight, eight, nine years, something like that. I find that mildly impressive. Yeah. I, oh, definitely. I don't. I don't think that it's unimpressive. Just they right. were. They were kind of random. Hashtag real heart about it. Um, yeah. So he went seven, gave up two hits, three walks, three Ks in a hundred pitches. Um, you know how I love guys who are efficient. Um, I wrote this down. Yes. He threw six percent changeups in in the game against um, uh, the the Yankees. His career average is three percent. And huh. it's one start. Um, you know, I don't want to make too much of that, but that's that's double. Like that's not insignificant, and it's not like the previous sample size was really small. It makes you wonder if that changeup has come along a little bit and be more of a weapon. I mean, do pitchers at his age bring new pitches along a lot? See, I wouldn't think so. But he's, you know, once again, Dan and Jim talked about how he's he's battled with that for years and years to try and find the feel, which, you know, that that is a real thing. Maybe. So he's like the anti-Bonderman. He actually found it. Maybe. I mean, I'm not I'm not saying that he has, <laughs> but I mean, that's numbers That'd don't be lie. Cool. That would be cool. Um you know, and maybe they talked at length about how last year was poor and that drove down the price, you know, for what we got to sign him. And it really is a blessing how not particularly effective he was last year. Um, they just don't make guys that are quite so dependable like him. I will take this Zimmerman every time. Yeah. It was beautiful. He kind of reminds me of Anibal when Anibal first came over. Yeah. 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 Um, okay. So I want to get to opening nights. This was the game that, you know, every Tigers fan was watching. Um, there's been three games since, but it was an eventful night. Um, did you do something special for opening night or are you just on the couch ready to roll? I popped an extra large bottle of Coors Light for the occasion. Nothing fancy? <laughs> hey, that is fancy in my world. Is no. It? Oh. Uh, no, no, I'm just We didn't do anything too fancy. I, I planted myself in front of the television. Now, do you have a, a spot that's yours? I mean, not to, not to quote the Big Bang, but do you have a 
what's he called? His spot? Uh, no, because uh, I'm a father, and fathers don't occasionally get to sit in one spot. But I'm watching on my phone. I'm watching on one TV. I'm watching on a second TV. Like, I'm just trying to keep up with it. <laughs> so um, we, we talk at length about Tiger's Twitter on this show. They were a buzz after Castellanos struck out in the first inning with runners on. Instantly, he's obviously going to have a terrible season. So far, yeah. that hasn't been the case. Yeah, Nick went four for four two games ago. What, what did you make about him, t- the, uh, Osmus, taking him out of the lineup the next day? That's fine. I'm curious. I'm cool with that. Uh, he, he, I mean, he wanted to get uh, Aviles, Aviles in, and uh, no, I'm fine with that. The narrative was that Pelfrey's pitching, ground ball pitcher, can't have him in there. But um, I forget. I, in- it's a decent spot for him. Yeah, it's too bad it came after a four for four game. But I mean, we're talking about Nick Castellanos here. I mean, we're not talking about somebody who's absolutely you cannot get out, take out of the lineup. Yeah, that's true. And Avilas had had great numbers against Sabathia, who was yeah. The, the, um- that's a that's a fine spot. It's about you know. We're at, what, the fourth game of the year? So yeah. it's that's a fine time to stick him in. Yeah, 75, 75% of games is about what you can expect to see Nick over the course of the year. Or yeah. just, just about any regular. I'm cool with that. Um, okay, so in the meltdown, um, there was a base running gaffe by Jose Iglesias. The ball, uh, I believe it five-holed the catcher, correct? And then went to the backstop and bounced immediately back to him. Yeah. Um, the runner, was it first and third at the time? No, it was, I think it was bases loaded. Anyway, um, Iglesias got himself picked off from first, um, yep. and immediately Tiger Twitter was a buzz that um, all of the off-season work that uh, Osmus had been implementing for the Tigers was clearly a miserable disaster uh, because yeah. Iglesias got himself run off the base. I don't know about you, but Iglesias <laughs> is an aggressive, aggressive player. I don't mind him getting himself run off the, the bases every now and again because he wants to take that extra base, which we have so few guys that, that do. You know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, this just this wasn't a case of bad coaching. It was just a case of him not looking, yeah. not watching. I mean, he had his mindset, oh, the ball's passed. The guy in front of me looks like he's going, I'm going to go. And away he goes. And he, he didn't look because the two guys in front of him saw it came right back to the catcher and doubled back. And he looks like a buffoon because he's getting picked off at first. That's not coaching. I mean, uh, you know, Brad's not going over the scenario. OK, if we have bases loaded and it comes to the catcher and the guy in front of you looks like he's going, make sure you look. And it, that's just on Iggy for not looking. Yeah, that was my take. And it's kind of a freak thing. Not not freak like you shouldn't be able to avoid getting picked off, but just like it, it was um, just kind of a random occurrence. He needs to look, but we've been watching baseball a long time. And have you ever seen a Tigers the time when a Tigers pitcher throws a wild pitch that comes directly back to the catcher? That would be nice every now and again. I'm sure I have, but I don't remember. Yeah, it seems it seems like a, a break that we would never, never catch. Um, right. Obviously, the game was supposed to have ended in the ninth, as as baseball games do. Um, and K Rod came in and he he gave up the lead. Um, the narrative was that it was a really bad performance. I'm going to make the case that actually the following day 
that he recorded the save against the Marlins. He pitched worse. Um, in the ninth, Prado, this is going back to, to opening night. Prado, the leadoff hit was just a jam shot over the third baseman. There's nothing you can do about that. And he made some really good pitches. The Dietrich double, that was a tremendous piece of hitting. That was yep. going down and away. He yep. you know, stuck it out into the into center field. And D. Gordon, obviously, is just impossible to get out. So naturally, that was going to happen. Um, but he got himself out of it. Well, our friend Hookslide documented that whole inning on Bless You Boys. And, yeah, he kind of had me somewhat convinced that it wasn't a dumpster fire. It was just a kind of combination of bad things. All right. I need to go back happened. and look at that because I, I, I agree with him. No, that was, a, that was a good article. What did have me worried with K-Rod, though, is – and I, I retweeted it. But it was the tweet basically comparing um, – all the good work that K-Rod had done in the last couple things and how this appearance with the Tigers was a first on a number of levels of terribleness. Like he had never done this before and now it's crap. And the way that was set up just reminded me so much of the tweets and the analysis that happened with Joe Nathan. And all of a sudden I just kind of shuddered like, not again. Is this happening again? where we get a guy who's progressed well into his career and has been solid. So we're going to get this solid closer. And then that's the time they choose to have the wheels fall off. We cannot have that again. No. And please, if we're being honest, that is definitely a possibility. There's kind of no insurance against that. Like Joe Nathan was pretty good, but the year before we signed him, like there's, I don't know. Um, And it worked out with Velverde. Mm hmm. It worked wow. out to a lesser ex- extent with, what, Todd Jones? And Nathan wasn't terrible his first year either. I mean, he wasn't great, but he wasn't the, you know, chin flick Joe Nathan until his second year. Yeah, I right. Mean, he wasn't good by any stretch. The The, the thing that that re- relieves me a little bit about K-Rod this year is if if he's not the guy, we're out money. But Mark Lowe has looked really good. Yeah, Justin we have Wilson options. has looked good. And, you know, you know, making the heart heart shape with my hands for Hagen has looked off the charts. Good. Yeah. So, yeah, um, I, don't I don't know if we're going to talk about this more later, but our bullpen, it's not fixed. It's capital F fixed, mm-hmm. but it is so much better. Why don't, why don't we get to that now? I have uh, some guys that have impressed us. Um, yes. I, I definitely agree with the bullpen has been has been mighty impressive. Yeah. Justin Wilson. Yes, please. I'll take some Justin Wilson. He's been great. Yeah. Remember when we told you that he was working on that slider splitter, you know, cutter, whatever, and to not worry about the the spring training stats. That's why you can't worry about the spring training stats. He's been mowing guys down. I like him a lot. There was one pitch. I don't remember who it was to strike him out. I should have just noted it, but it was 94 on the black inside. You just can't hit that. Like it was a lefty on a righty. Just no chance. What I especially like about Justin Wilson is he does not look like a athlete. He looks like a barrel, like a, like a, you know, one of those wooden cask barrels. That's the shape this man is in. Yeah. And he's awesome. I would say that he's, he looks like a a crossword puzzle type of dude. (laughs) Okay. You might have to explain that one to me. I don't know. I I can just picture him at at his kitchen table doing crosswords until like 1030 in the morning. Yeah. I feel like that speaks for itself. (laughs) Obviously. 
Um, but Ver, like Verhagen's been great. Mm-hmm. Lowe's stuff has been um, really good. He just got tagged that one for that one run. Yeah, I, think. I feel like his That's results it. haven't quite matched up to how good he's he's looked just with the eye test. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. So some solid options. Yeah. And even Kyle Ryan hasn't been bad. Yeah. I mean, he closed out the one, what, Friday? No, Saturday. Friday. Well, it's irrelevant. He Friday, that was the, the game that uh, Zimmerman started. Yeah. Um, yeah, and Verhagen. The battle of Verhagen against Stanton, that mm. was so much fun to watch. I mean, granted, I'm, I'm biased because I love Verhagen, but it right. was just power on power. Verhagen's like, all right, here, come hit this big boy. And as Stanton you think he has, calls him big boy? I don't know. I, oh. I, I'd say he calls him Poppy. Okay. <laughs> um, that was yeah, that was fun. I, I thoroughly enjoyed that. You know, somebody who's impressed me, who isn't what I would call on the Tigers, D. Gordon. That dude is sure. so good. I kind of, I mean, I, I'm not going to say that I watched a lot of Marlins baseball last year. After after Donnie went down, I was like, all right, enough with the Marlins. But I kind of assumed he was just a slap hitter, you know, slap base hit, you know, mm-hmm. hit and run. That dude has some has some pop too. He was – did he play for the Dodgers? Yeah, they gave up on him. They got like – I'm trying to remember who it was, but they got like a, maybe a middle reliever or something for him. Really? Yeah, it was just a steal. They were kind of just like, well, we can't do anything with him. That's crazy. Yeah, he can, he can didn't play. He, he won the National League batting title last year, didn't he? Yeah, they made a big deal on Fox Sports um, yeah. or MLB Network about you know him and Cabrera, the two reigning batting champs facing off, which that is cool. I'm not going to lie. A little different caliber of yeah. player, I still think, though. Yeah. Oh, definitely. Or and a different type, for sure. Just ask the war people. D does so much more. <laughs> Stop it. <laughs> um, who, who who are some of the guys that impressed you? Okay. Uh, can we talk hitters, too? Oh, absolutely. Definitely. Okay. Uh, I, I think it goes without saying, but Ian Kinsler. Definitely. Um, there were just before the season started, there was just like this little ripple of people saying, oh, you know, this might be the year Kinsler's, you know, uh, second baseman at this age don't age well. This might be it for him and just kind of poo pooing. Mm-hmm. And then all of a sudden he just rakes, yeah. which kind of was was great. I know it's it's a week and we shouldn't like overreact to a week. But this is he. This feels like the second baseman I thought we were trading for. You know what I mean? Like when he played for Texas, I knew you know power, some speed. Like I didn't really know much about him. This is the guy that I assumed we were getting, and I, I like this one a lot. He he's you know we talked about Zimmerman like quietly doing his job. Mm-hmm. I could see that from uh, excuse me from <laughs> Kinsler this year, just you know putting up some good steady steady numbers without getting a lot of flash of the big boys. And I think. I don't know. Maybe this is maybe this is an overstatement, but I think you could say that he's as important to the lineup as any of the the heart of the order guys. Like yeah. we don't have another table setter. I you know I I think maybe a little more highly of ghosts than most people do, but I mean he's not a leadoff hitter. Iglesias I guess could do it. You know the way he's progressed, but I mean right. Kinsler is our our leadoff guy. Like he's he's the only choice. I could I could see him playing 160 ish games. Yeah, it's kind of. Uh, Every day, he's he stays healthy. He's a he's a good ath all around athlete. Great defender. I'm assuming yep. he's he's a stabilizer on the infield. You know what I mean? Like yep. you kind of have some um, ups and downs as far as you know. Obviously, Nick and, and Iglesias. Yep. Um, but I, I like yeah. I, but I, you just write his name every day. Ian, go out there and he's fine. Yeah, I like that. Um, other guy who's impressed me. And I think we need to start talking about his hitting more, and that is Jose Iglesias. 
Um, yeah, I know he's kind of a playful guy and he's flashy on defense. But uh, a couple podcasts ago, we talked about, you know, over-unders and hitting over-under like 287, which is like his career average. Mm-hmm. The, I'm convinced the the guy can hit. Yeah. You know, uh, he's going to have um, a high batting average in balls in play. He's had a high batting average in, with on balls in play. But he, he's he's putting the ball in play a lot. Um, he's got seven hits already this year. He's not going to hit for a lot of power. No. But he, he is a solid hitter. Yeah, and you know what's impressed me so far this year is um, is the approach at the plate looks like it's actually improved. I feel like there aren't many guys that you can noticeably say he looks like he has more of an idea this year than he did last year. Yep. You know what I mean? Sure. Um, I, I took a screenshot. Anthony Fennick said um, – Scouts were impressed by Jose Iglesias' approach this spring, and you know he goes on, stays back on a slider, slaps it to right field for a single. Um, but I, I kind of noticed that too. Like, it looks like he has an idea of how people are trying to pitch him now, and yep. maybe, maybe, he, maybe he looks more comfortable. I don't know. Maybe that's a, an overstatement too. But so I have a, a topic to talk about, maybe right. just for a moment, a question, if you will. Now I'm not saying this is now or imminent, but how long would it be if? Iglesias keeps kind of hitting like this and Upton kind of takes a little while to get settled. Would you hit Iggy second and move Upton to sixth? See, I, I love the idea of hitting Iglesias second. He's, you know, we don't ask him to bunt much, but I bet he could probably do a job. Um, he's got those quick hands. He's a fairly good bat handler. Like I, I like the idea. Um, I don't know. The thing that I worry with that is if you're messing with Upton's head. Which I don't, I don't know. Maybe right. maybe he's a hard-headed dude, and like it doesn't matter. Right. Um, but you know, professional athletes can be, you know, head cases. But I think I'm the, not, I'm not even advocating for that. But I, I think that would be something you could keep an eye on. I think it would give our lineup a little more balance, really. Yeah. Anyway, Put a, yeah, a little power, more power further down. Yeah, absolutely. And I said on maybe last week or the week week before the show that I thought that uh, Dixon was gonna have a higher war for the season than than Iglesias. I'm backtracking off of that. Yeah, you may. Slightly. I, I'll forget you said that. Don't worry I, about it. I really do want Iglesias to be the guy because he, he's awesome. Like, he's fun and goofy. And, yep. Yeah. All right. Anyone else that's has impressed you? Uh, those are the ones that jumped out. Yeah. I, I mean, Victor. Victor's two bombs. I mean, but he, you know, he's going to come back to earth a little bit. That was just kind of a, a freak thing. But fun. A fun freak thing. I saw a tweet after his first, uh, the the one on opening night, something to the effect of, I don't, uh, that he hadn't hit a, a pinch hit home run since 2004. Right. It's kind of fun. Well, he probably doesn't get a lot of pinch. Well, no, he should get quite a few pinch hit at bats. In the National League parks. Right, yeah. yeah. There you go. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. 
Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. All right, let's move on to your power rankings. Power rankings. Oh, I'm so excited. Of course, we have choices. Oh, nice. You know, the first choice might be something, uh, and that is models of minivan. It's definitely you know, something. Mini, minivans, you get the groceries with it. You know, <laughs> it's a vehicle. Um, the other choice we have is keys on a keyboard. Oh. Keys on a keyboard. Yeah, you know, you got your lapper right there in front of you. Clearly. Which ones are the best keys on your keyboard? I can't, Which would, I can't pass up keys on a keyboard. Okay, here we go. How could we anyone? Have the, top, the top seven and, of course, the bottom three. This is power rankings. Number seven is tab. Tab. <laughs> tab is nice. It helps you go through forms That's online, true. you know, cycle down the choices. Um, it's going to give you a nice indent. Yeah. That's kind of nice. Yeah, it's, it's slightly larger than the number than the letter keys. It's it's tab. That's number seven. Number six, backspace. Backspace is a great key because you use it a lot. I use it a lot. You know, sometimes I forego using my mouse and find the mistake, even if it's like an entire sentence back. <laughs> You know what I'm saying? I'll just retype the entire sentence, backspace, 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 over and over until I find the mistake, and then I'll just retype the whole thing. I can't figure out if it's less or more efficient, but I like the process of backspacing an entire sentence. <laughs> Something cleansing about it. Yeah, just like, oh, you know, you see the mistake, and you're like, Dah! and you backspace. I make that okay. make that, that sound almost daily. That's my frustration sound. Okay, number five is Speaking of frustration sounds, F, <laughs> F is number five. There's a lot of good things about F, and it's really the only letter, spoiler alert, it's the only letter on our list. It's on the home row, which is nice. It's got the little dimple. It's true. Which is really good. And F starts a lot of fun words. Like fun. Fun. F is for friends who do stuff together. It's a little SpongeBob there for you. <laughs> Okay, um, number four is shift. Oh. Shift is nice because it gives you a capital letter. That's true. And shift, there's two of them. It's twice the fun. Do you ever use the shift on the right? Never. Never. I never use it. <laughs> I'm I'm mono shift a, a person. So <laughs> uh, that's that's number four. Number three, control. Control is hanging out on the lower left, but it activates all kinds of good stuff. You know, you got your control V, your control, your control C and control V. Mm -hmm. You know, you're going to cut and paste some things. In an emergency, you can even bust out the control Z. <laughs> you know, it's yep. a last resort if you need to fix something. But every once in a while, you need a little control Z in your life, don't you? Yeah. And what's control alt delete without control? That's right. That's right. We're going to get to that more later. Spoiler. Oh. Yeah. Okay. Number two, we're, we're getting up towards the top. Number two is space bar. <laughs> space bar. If you just look at the keyboard, what one sticks out to you right away? Space it's, bar. It's space bar. It's like quadruple or five times the size of any of the other keys. It's, uh, it's the one you probably use the most often when you're typing. You got to hit that space. 
you know? And Jordan, may I, may I confess something to you? Absolutely. You know, when the computer prompts you to hit any key, mm -hmm. the any key I usually hit is spacebar. <laughs> I feel like that you just gave the security question to all the listeners. Or the... I, I always choose spacebar. It just, it's just so long and inviting. I like to use my arrows for that, like left arrow. That could be the sign of some mental deficiency. That's that's a little scary. Need more calcium in my diet. I think you do. Uh, okay, so we're up to number one. What is number one, Jordan? Um, it's the little squiggly line in the top left corner. The tilde or yes. whatever? No, that's <laughs> wrong. The, the correct answer is enter. No. Enter. Enter is the best key because it makes things happen. You know, there's that final like boom, enter. That's that's what makes th makes things happen. And it, you can, you know, start a new paragraph. That's true. Gives you gives you a nice fresh start. Enter is the best key on the keyboard. That is the answer. Enter. Do you do, when you start a new paragraph, do you go enter enter? I almost always do the do the two and then I don't indent. Oh, you you're the worst kind of person. <laughs> no, enter tab. You got you know, space indent. Didn't they? Don't they have high schools in Traverse City? <laughs> no, I just, just came straight out of out of elementary school, <laughs> straight off the playgrounds of Bertha Voss. Yeah, one house school marm education up there in the frozen north of Michigan. No, but once once you're once you're done writing papers, it's more than acceptable to not indent. Indenting is stupid. Like, what's the point of indenting? Just put a line between your paragraphs. I like I like the indent. Oh no, no offense then. Did You'd make a good uh, Tiger's beat writer because you write one sentence, maybe two. Oh, for sure. Indent, or, you know, enter, enter, space. Definitely, my it's like got four hundred paragraphs for <laughs> a three five hundred word article. I, anytime you compare me to Lynn, I'll take that. <laughs> you could take that a lot. I've been I've been a little ornery with Lynn lately. So should we? Love, do you want to conf confess this? Is this something we should talk about? Well, Lynn is just he's just typing more and more nonsense. Like I don't even understand. I have noticed that a little bit. There was there was two things during the the Friday game that Lynn said that I'm like, woo! I don't I don't know that that he kind of just more said as like a statement of fact, and I'm like, I think that's more of an opinion, which is which is fine, but. And know. then there was a Jerry Green article out this morning. I didn't even – I just saw the headline. I'm just like, I cannot go there. I'm getting angry. <laughs> Speaking of getting angry, are you ready for the three worst? Oh, yeah. Hit me. Okay. The third from the worst is the plush slash equal sign. What? How, why? Yeah. It's way up in the right okay, kind true. of upper regions. And I can – you use it so rarely. I can never remember if I have to shift for the plus or if it just comes without the shift. And inevitably, every single time, I get it wrong. <laughs> You'd think I would know plus slash equal sign, but no, I cannot master it. You win. You win. <laughs> okay. Uh, second from the worst is alt. Mm. Alt does essentially nothing as far. And there's two of them, and they're one on each side of the space bar. Alt does nothing. The only time you use alt is Control when alt you alt. do... Yes, control all delete. And that when do you use control all delete? When everything is screwed up. It's like your last resort. You just want to like strangle your computer with control all delete. Um so the the absolute worst. I think I can guess this. 
Okay, go ahead. Caps Lock? Caps Lock! <laughs> it is Caps Lock. Caps Lock is the worst. It's just there to piss you off. <laughs> I swear. Internet yellers everywhere love Caps Lock. And these people are stupid and ridiculous. And Caps Lock not only doesn't help, it intentionally screws you up. If you're like trying to enter a password, yeah. like for your bank or something, Caps Lock is on. And then the inevitably the site like locks you out and you got to find the, you know, reset my passcode email thing. It's just a big pain in the ass all because of caps lock. Caps lock is the worst. Just use shift like a normal person. Do you see they have caps lock on the, on the iPhone now I got on there. Oh, I don't know if it's now or if, if it's been on there forever. I, I just recently came across it and I'm, and all of a sudden I look and I'm like yelling in my text message. I'm like, what is going on here? And apparently I had caps lock on. Oh yeah. Usually you just got to like tap it twice. Yeah. I think that's how I got rid of it. I'm like, this, this is uncomfortable. I don't, I don't want to be yelling at my grandpa when I'm texting him. You don't? (laughs) No, no, not all the time anyway. Oh, how about Shout some- out to Jordan's grandpa. It's cool that he made the podcast. <laughs> Are you ready for something new? Yes, please. So new to the show this week, we're going to go down on the farm to take a look at some of the best performers from this past week from the Tigers minor league system. And Eric, don't worry. There will be a, a jingle in there probably next week. Oh, Okay. <laughs> I'll do it on the condition that you promise. Jordan brought up this idea, and I said, yes, we'll do Down on the Farm with one condition, and that is we need the little uh, Bob Evans Down on the Farm jingle. Not only did you tell me that, but you actually sent me the YouTube link to said jingle. So I'm trying to help. I'm trying to help the show. So um, this isn't meant to be a comprehensive overview. We're not going to look at the war of, uh, you know, some third string catcher in single a, but we'll just pick each, each week a player um, to talk about and bring you up to, up to speed on what they've been doing. Um, and we can all stay a little more knowledgeable on the guys that Dombrowski probably would have traded away leading up to the deadline. Right. Had he still been around. Uh, all right. I have the pitcher this week. Do you, and you have the hitter. Do you want to go first or do you want me to, to go first? Uh, go ahead. Okay. Um, Matt Boyd had a, had a tremendous start at Toledo, but we've talked at nauseum about Matt Boyd so far. Um, so I picked somebody else. I picked Miles J, who is who we acquired mm. from the Rangers in the Brian Holiday deal. Speaking of Brian Holiday, do you see he's the everyday guy now? Why? What happened? Robinson Chirinos ha- broke a bone in his forearm, and he is hitting the DL. So Holiday's wow. got the gig, which I'm happy for him. I, I'm, sure. I'm glad. Yeah. He seems like a good dude. Pretty good player. Texas is his home. Yeah, which is neat. Which I I learned in abundance after he was traded there. Yeah, that was big. that was everywhere. <laughs> um, so Jay made his first start of the year for um, Erie Friday in Trenton against the Thunder. He went five innings, gave up one run on four hits, two walks, three Ks. Um, I scoured the internet looking from a scouting report or looking for a scouting report from the game, but I did not uncover anything. But I did learn he went 12 and 9 with a 3.90 ERA and a 1.23 whip um, for Double A Birmingham last year over the course of 26 starts. That's so pretty solid. That's not bad, especially for someone we all kind of poo pooed when he came over. Yeah. Well, good job, Mr. J. Hmm. Hopefully, nice. many more. Very good. Yes. Um, I'm going to talk about not Stephen Moya. <laughs> 
Although Moya um, had one game, he had four at-bats, and he hit two home runs, which is really kind of cool. But that's only one game. He's had four at-bats. I want to talk about Brett Pirtle. (laughs) You know a lot about Brett Pirtle? Sure. (laughs) What do you want to hear? He's the second baseman for the Whitecaps. Uh, He's 25 years old. He was the 23rd round pick in the 14 draft out of Mississippi State. But in the first week, he went five for nine, three doubles, and three walks. So um, he's he's really solid. And this might be the only chance I get to talk about (laughs) Brett Pirtle. So I'm going to go ahead and do that. So I don't know how much more we'll be able to talk about him. Um, but uh, I, I'm assuming I didn't, I didn't even know of this guy and, until I looked him up. And I'm, I'm just guessing that you say his name Pirtle because his Twitter handle is Ninja Pirtle 13. <laughs> so I'm assuming it rhymes with turtle. Yes. We should all follow him. What, what was the, the handle again? Ninja Pirtle 13. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so, Shout out to Brett. I love the Ninja Turtles. Still, I, I loved him as a kid. Still do. Who was your favorite turtle? Oh, it's got to be Michelangelo, doesn't it? No. Leonardo. The the one that does things the right way. Michelangelo's so, so sassy. Like, yeah, he, that's because res- he's fun. You should respect your elders. That's what I say. Stop it. Donatello was the worst. Who has a bow staff? Like, that's not a weapon. See, I thought Raphael was the worst because his, his swords were so puny. Yeah, that's true. Because so, in the video, the NES video game, Raphael was definitely the worst because his little swords didn't reach very far. Yeah, you can't, couldn't go very far with him. Is, is that the one where they would go on the on the surfboards? No, it was the one that was impossible to beat. And you'd like swim through this electric seaweed and try to defuse bombs. Oh, it's impossible. <laughs> Sounds like the job of a turtle. Yeah, it was awful. OK, let's look ahead to next week. Um some rough, uh, rough sled in finding out the exact matchups for this coming week, just with the off day to or the off night tonight. Um, so this is to the best of my knowledge. Um, tomorrow, Verlander will take the hill against Jonathan Nice uh, against the the Pirates. The following day is Juan Nicasio, who was twirling a gem his first game out against Annie Ball, and those are both in Detroit. And then we go to Pittsburgh to see Shane Green against uh, Francisco Liriano, who will absolutely carve us up because he always does. Zimmerman against Cole on Thursday. And then as far as I could tell, we will see uh, Dallas Keuchel, Colin McHugh, and Mike Fires this weekend um, against the Astros in Houston. Keuchel kind of got beat up See his last start, I think. He really did. It was against the, the Yankees on, on opening day. Keuchel's one of those guys that, that you watch him and you think the stuff doesn't really equal the results. I, I'm actually not entirely surprised that you know he, he got off to a rough start, and I wouldn't be surprised Maybe. if there's quite a bit of regression this year. Hmm. Guys, you know, sense. guys just like that sometimes just pop off and have really good years kind of without having that, that foundation to, to stand on. Like, sure. say, Colin McHugh. Um, not an easy slate of games. No. And, I, you know, are we going to be battling weather? I think the weather's going to be getting better. I think by, by the weekend it's supposed to be good. But we're in Houston for the weekend, so I don't know that right. it really matters. Right. Um, we see the, the debut of Shane Green. Uh, it looks like yeah. on, on Wednesday, but that obviously could change. I'm excited about that. He, he threw well in the, in the opener. He didn't look – I don't know if this was just me, but he didn't look very comfortable on the hill in the opener. 
See, I, I really didn't notice. I don't. I'm, mean, you know, like I said, you're, you're a pitcher guy. Yeah. Um, I mean, he threw he threw very well. He was pretty locked down, but I don't know. I felt like he was adjusting his hat a lot and kind of adjusting his jersey a lot, which maybe is just kind of his tick. But mm-hmm. it just it, it didn't look like he was super comfortable out there, and maybe it was just you know coming out of the bullpen or something like that. But Cole yeah. against Zimmerman, that ought to be um, wildly entertaining. Baseball is great. <laughs> so um, last week, I don't know if you remember this, Eric, but I, I killed the projection. We went three and one. So tip of the cap to, to myself. Let's pick records again for, <laughs> for for this week. You did not. You're so full of crap. No, I, I did because you went two and two and I'm like, I'm going to pick two and two, too, as well. I said that I was going to go two and two until you uh, said that. And, and then I changed. So, oh, so so I'm the doofus. <laughs> You are the doofus. Gosh. Good job. Good job. So we have seven games to pick. Um, Care to wager a a guess? Four and three. Four and three. I'm going to be the the pessimist this week. I think we're going to go three and four. Okay. Okay. Write it down. I just wrote it down. Now I'm circling it. Okay. (laughs) Put a star around it. Okay. Now a star. Yep. And now a heart. Stop it. And a tilde. No, those are awful. You don't like those? I use those as, you know how like people you use like the bullet tabs on there? I always use those. Those are my favorites. For a little like foreign flair? I don't know. It just looks cool. The only thing you could use, I think I've ever used it for is like before your name when signing off on something or like. Oh, yeah, that'd work. When I quote myself, then I put the little. Okay, so one more game before we get out of here for the week. Um, Eric and I have both decided that we are going to each pick up. Why don't Why don't you explain the game? This is your game, the pick to click. Yeah, uh, so it's not a very complicated game. Really you is. need to pick a player uh, for the forthcoming week, and uh, I will pick a player, and you will pick a player, and we'll decide the next mm-hmm. podcast whose player was best, mm-hmm. and then that will earn us great victory and bragging rights, but <laughs> you cannot pick the same player uh, more than once in the year. So you got to save some of your bullets. You got to, you know, that's right. You can't, you can't use Romine every week. I mean, you can't, you do that. You got to pick your spot <laughs> to, you know, use your Romine card. Yeah. That's, that's one of those ones where you just got to, you know, find the week where he's going to mash all week and then, and then stick him in there. That's right. Okay. I will go first. Um, so like we said that this, this week's going to have a lot more competitive games. I think that a lot of these are going to be closer and I think we're going to see a lot more of like situational relieving, um, you know, going two two to three pitchers and inning, you know, we've, we've been straight, you know, inning, 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 you know, low Wilson, Rodriguez, et cetera. Um, I think we're going to see more, more uh, shifting guys in inning and both Pittsburgh and Houston have a right-handed dominant lineup. And I, mm-hmm. I think we're going to need someone like Buck to get us out of a jam or two really? against a big right-hander um, big in talent, not necessarily in stature per se. Sure. Um, so I went, I went with Buck as my, my choice for this week. That's a that's a good choice. I I don't know if this influences my strategy at all. I don't know if we're gonna include strategy. This game isn't very tactical. Um <laughs> but maybe I'd pick a lesser player, but I'm gonna stick with who I have. Okay. And 
I think this player has been so close this the last four games. Like he's been driving the ball to the warning track or just missing it. And that is JD Martinez. Hmm, okay. This is a pretty pretty big play early on, but I think in the next week he's really gonna find it. I want somebody who's uh not very brittle if we're gonna face some of this cold weather. I mean JD's kind of young ish. And, uh, you know, healthy and, and robust and all that. So um, my pick to click is J.D. Martinez. All right. I like it. Um, it's going to be interesting to see how we, we measure who had the better week between a situational right-hander and one of well, the best, best right-fielders in baseball. But well, I, I'm I mean, sure we'll come up with a way. It's all relative, right? Oh, I mean, yeah. You know, if Buck gets, gets hammered and, and J.D. hits 250, you know, I'm going to win regardless. So <laughs> um, we'll see. We'll see. I like this game, though. This, we'll, this should be we'll, we'll at least have, we'll at least have a chance to talk about these guys. Yeah, absolutely. And and we I'm looking forward to, to the FaceTime and the glory of, of winning every now and again. Yeah. Yeah. So if you want. Oh, go ahead. I, I just can't believe you're using Buck so soon and playing that big trump card you can't use it again now. well realistically my, my thoughts are how long how long am i gonna have buck to use so i might use as well now. get him in yeah Smart. um yeah i actually thought the same thing about about injuries you know if we're playing the game long term but i mean injuries could strike anybody so so you're saying you want to use annabelle right away before he gets gunned down by injury i did not think about that but yes he will be my choice next week smart all right if you want to get in touch with the show you can at podcastianos.com if you want to follow us on twitter i am at jordan hall 23 eric is at comerica eric and the show is at podcastianos and we would love it if you would take the time to subscribe rate and review us on itunes anything else to say to the people before we get out of here for the week I had a delightful time at opening day. I'm so happy baseball is back. And uh, to those people who are now just sobering up from opening day, I hope you had a good time because, yeah, it was a little sloppy. <laughs> but it's the D for you. That is. I mean, uh, one last comment. I know we're trying to close the show here. But opening day is is perfect for, like um, – I saw maybe it's just what I saw, but like a very drunk, not quite middle aged, but beyond college age woman. That seems to be like the go to for for drunkenness. Like if you're so, marketing opening day, that's who you're aiming for. I think that's your target market. All right. A lot of ladies were, were falling, falling over. So <laughs> it was great. So I guess if you're a, if you're a guy, you should be there to, to catch them. Yeah, because that's yep. how romance works. Or yeah, there's a lot of there's a lot of bros and stuff there too. But yeah, and <laughs> in, in their headbands and whatnot. <laughs> right. <laughs> um, so with that being said, we will catch you guys next week. Let's have a big week from the Tigers. And as always, eat them up, Tigers. Eat them up. Goodbye. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. It's the Kia Summer Sticker Sales Event, so give your friends something to look at. Like a B&B &B with an ocean view. 
an endless field of wildflowers, or a sunset that needs no filter. Make this a summer to share and save with a capable Kia SUV or powerful sedan. See your local Kia dealer or visit Kia.com to learn more. Kia, movement that inspires. Call 800-334-KIA for details. Always drive safely. Sale applies to purchase of specially tagged 2024 vehicles only. Quantities are limited. Must take delivery by 7824.